Hello, and welcome back to the pod. So today is going to be a little bit of an update. I want to fill you in on what's going on in my world. And here's the thing. This episode, I'm going to be real with y'all, and I want you to use this episode for yourself too, to kind of do a check-in to ask yourself, are you putting too much on your plate? Are you experiencing symptoms of potentially burnout? And how can you either slow that process down or be proactive in it, which is what I am doing right now is this is me being proactive. I just got off a session with my own therapist and it was really interesting because I was having this conversation with her, even though I'm a psychologist and I know this, having someone else to be able to hold space and process through all of this with, it's essential. Therapy has been such an incredible game changer for me. But basically I was saying to her, yeah, like sometimes I'm debating, do I have ADHD or am I depressed? Should I consider a stimulant medication? Should I consider an SSRI? Am I just burnt out? What's going on? And it's less about knowing, like labeling it for me and more about knowing how to support myself. And so basically there is a lot on my plate right now. As an entrepreneur, I'm in a season of life, but this season has been a little bit too long if I'm being honest. I'm in this season of hustle mode and I need to slow down a little bit. Welcome to a parenting space actually designed for you, where you can get answers about navigating a life that includes autism. I'm Dr. Tay, a licensed child psychologist and parental coach specializing in neurodivergent affirming care. I have supported hundreds of autistic children and their families and have been in the autism field for over a decade. And I know firsthand the impact autism can have. I was 12 years old when my little brother was diagnosed and my family had to learn how to navigate the autism journey. It wasn't always easy. Two decades later, I now create resources and services I wish my family had, including this podcast. And I developed the whole family approach. On this podcast, of course, we will talk about autism, but we will also talk about your personal growth and well being as a parent, supporting your non autistic children, and sharing personal stories of other families so you know you're not alone. Quick disclaimer before we jump into today's episode. Anything shared on this podcast should not be considered clinical advice, and you should consult with your team of medical, mental health, and developmental providers if you need support. And sometimes it's like I'm constantly feeling overwhelmed. I'm procrastinating things. I I just am realizing that I feel exhausted. And so this is where I wondered, like, do I have ADHD? And the funny thing is I can step outside of my own body and look at the diagnostic criteria and be like, no, I don't think I would meet for a clinical diagnosis of ADHD, I do have some symptoms. But anyway, so I said this to my own therapist and she said, I honestly think that what you're experiencing right now is almost like situational ADHD, which isn't a real diagnosis, but it's more induced by what is going on in your world. And I was like, I think you're right. I don't, looking back as a kid and looking back, looking at now, I don't think I'd meet for a criteria of ADHD, but there are times that I, it's hard to find the motivation to get going. I'm going to choose other things that are a little bit more joyful to do versus the things that I need to do. I'm stuck in this like obligation cycle of I need to do it all and finding it's stress and all of that. I also can have periods of hyper-focus, which is really common with ADHD. 
ADHD where I can get so much done. And my therapist, who's also actually, she's a psychologist as well, said to me, she's everything I know about you, we've been working together for a year. She said, I don't think you have ADHD, but I think you're experiencing some of it. And then she asked me about depression too and some of the symptoms. And I'm like, I don't think that's what's going on either. And that's the thing with mental health is so often we're used to thinking about mental health in this little box of do I meet this criteria, do I not? But you can experience different symptoms that are just impacting you. And I think what it all comes down to is I am on this road to potential burnout. I don't think I'm there right now. Usually when you hit the point of burnout, like a lot of your joy is taken up. And I will tell you on a day-to-day basis, there's something every single day that I find so much joy in, especially with the work that I'm doing. I truly feel so passionate about it. But then there's also some like behind the scenes admin stuff that doesn't bring me as much joy. And that's some of the nature of any job. I think that's some of the nature of entrepreneurship too. So I think overall, I'm not in that burnout phase because I truly am still finding joy. And also at the same point, I think that I need to be proactive and not hitting that place of burnout. I can't help any families if I myself am in a place of burnout. And so one of the things, there were a couple themes that came up. One thing my therapist said to me, she said, I think you're trying to do too much. And she's, it's not that you can't do it. You just might not be able to do it all right now. And so I want you to let that sink in right now. (laughs) You It's not that you can't do everything. You just can't do it all at once, right? So you might be in a season of life where I think about this in regards to your child's therapies, right? It's not that you can't do all these different things and get all these different supports. You might not be able to do them all at once though because if you do, it's going to sacrifice your family's well-being, your child's ability to simply be a kid. Kids need time to play and be themselves and they shouldn't be in therapy all the time. I made a TikTok actually recently about this, about, yeah, how I tell parents to do less therapy and not more because their kid, autistic or not, needs time to be kids. And But it also comes into consideration is what is your capacity? I want you to really let that sink in because that hit for me. I was like, ooh, yeah. As she was saying that, if I'm being honest, one of the things that came up, she was naming all these things. She's like, you have a podcast, you're on social media, you're building this private practice, you do coaching, you're doing all these things. She's like, maybe you're trying to do too much. And that was one of two themes that came out of this therapy session. The second theme that came out of the therapy session though is perfectionism has been something all my life. I don't think I realized how prevalent and how prominent it was for me, but it is. And I think it masks itself as high achieving. So I don't have, and I've talked about this on that podcast before, I don't have that type of perfection where it's like everything needs to be neat and tidy or it's got to look a certain way. That can come up, but it's more like I have to do really well. And it's a super high value. I said this in my session to my therapist today. She said something, I think this was the phrase. She said, I need to do things really perfectly because... And she said, fill in the blank. And so I want you to pause for a minute. I want you to think about this. I need to do things perfectly because, okay? 
let that sink in. Why? Why do you need to do things perfectly? And for me, part of it was because I want parents and families to feel really seen and heard and like I'm doing the best job for them and they feel validated. That is all super high value to me. And and she then inquired more. She's okay, because of why? And there were multiple like phases of me expressing and some of it is, yeah, I realized I'm healing some of my own wounds, what I didn't get as a kid, feeling seen and heard. And that's not because my parents did a bad job. They weren't doing that, but they weren't seen and heard in this space. And I think that becomes interesting to think about. Everything was so focused on my brother in terms of care, and I've talked about that before. So I want to do things differently. And so I think it's healing in some ways, but it's also something I feel passionate about. And at the same time, my perfectionism can hijack me, right? So when I write a diagnostic report, I want it to be absolutely perfect. That's making it take so much longer. And so I share this because really two themes emerged and I'm going to give you then the podcast update and how it impacts the podcast is number one, I'm trying to do too much all at once. And number two is that sometimes my perfectionism is hijacking me and it's making it seem harder and like a bigger undertaking and really where it all merges together is I'm trying to do too much at a really high level and that's the thing like human capacity doesn't map onto that so what that means for the podcast is as we were having this conversation what I realized is and she even said you can always come back and what I know for a fact and we actually talked about like in my ideal world, what my business will look like. And one of the things that is of such high value for me is this education piece and this access piece. So I'm really honest. I know that not everyone can afford private pay services, which is my private practices through my concierge practice is what I do. You can get reimbursement through your insurance if you have out-of-network benefits, but I'm not in network with insurance. And so I'm realistic. I know not everyone can afford that. And so I'm always being mindful of being like, what support can I create? And that's one of the reasons that I launched group therapy is that it is a more accessible model and that it is at a much lower price point to be able to give access. But I also love creating free resources. It's why I do this podcast. It's why I show up on social media the way that I do because it's important to me. It's high value for me. And it, it brings me a lot of joy and passion. I love having conversations with y'all. Like literally right before I hit record, it was a new follower and she's, oh my gosh, I just found your account and I'm finding so much value. Thank you. And I'm like, oh, you're so welcome. That's why I do this. And so what I know is this podcast is absolutely here to stay. I love it. And taking an evaluation I do have to prioritize my private practice, right? Number one, being very real with y'all. Like I am single. So the only person paying for everything in my life is me, right? I need that revenue and that income coming in in order to stay afloat. But number two is those are people that have invested. I do need to deliver the high quality services, I promise. And 
it, that's something I am doing. And what I'm realizing is I just have too much on my plate that I'm trying to do perfectly all at once. Real quick, just a brief interruption, because I want you to know you don't have to navigate this journey alone. If you're in a place where you have concerns about your child's development, you've been on the search for a therapist that provides evidence-informed neurodivergent affirming care, or you're needing more support as a parent, the whole family approach may be a good fit for you. Autism doesn't just impact your child's life, so you deserve care that works for your child and your whole family. Head to the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary call where we can chat about your unique circumstances. We can help you decide if Dr. Tay concierge clinical care would be a good fit for your family. And if not, we will provide you resources for your next best steps. So what that means, the podcast is not going away, but I took an evaluation and I had bumped up to three episodes because I just had so much content. I wanted to get out to y'all. I wanted to experiment and see how it goes. And it's been going great. The podcast has been absolutely growing as a result of it. I find it really fun. I'm never running out of ideas. And it's not even recording the podcast. That's hard. It's the behind the scenes. So it's editing the podcast. It's writing the show notes. It's getting it scheduled. Then, and yes, I have an assistant that helps with some of this, but some of it still falls on me. But then we're creating social media content to promote the podcast episode. And so there is a lot of things in editing, y'all, takes a good amount of time, right? I I just think that was some of my aha is, okay, maybe I'm in a season of life where I love this idea of three episodes a week, but I'm in a season of life where I can't commit to it. And trust me, I've been doing it because, and that's what I found is I'm like, okay, I got to get this done. I got to make this happen. And again, I love doing it, but maybe I don't need to be doing it at this high of capacity. And so what this means is what I'm going to promise you is there will be an episode every single Wednesday that goes live. No question about it. At least once a week, you have a guaranteed episode. If I feel inspired, if I have extra time, of course, I'm going to record more episodes. So you might see some drops on Monday and Friday. And what I also am not going to promise is that I'm going to keep this rate of three a week going. I think I need to be really real with myself. And some of the goal, just in case you're curious, is I'm working on systems behind the scenes of my business. Systems are incredible to help things thrive and operate. But systems also take time to build out. So that's one of the things that I'm working on right now. I'm also working on hiring another psychologist too, which will be so helpful that allows another psychologist to be able to serve the patient's I will still work with some patients for sure and some families, but in the group therapy, that is something that I plan on being present in. I don't see any end to that, but access to care is important and being able to support a lot of families and bringing on another psychologist allows me to do that, but it also opens my capacity up to do some of these other things that I'm really passionate about. And so maybe at that point, once I have some of those systems and structures and another psychologist join the team, that's going to allow me to circle back around to be even more consistent and three times a week delivering value on the podcast. But I think right now I need to be really realistic with myself that I need to dial back a little bit not going away just dialing back and so you'll get a guaranteed one episode a week and as I get inspired and have time I might publish other episodes too but 
Yeah. And that's the thing. Doing too much, I need to cut back a little bit in terms of frequency, but it's really doing too much at a really high quality, which I am in therapy working on that perfectionism too, but also realizing like really high quality. I don't need to do three episodes a week at this point. Y'all, we have over 70 episodes on this podcast. And if you've listened to every single episode of mine, please DM me because I, I just applaud you in that. But if not, there's so many episodes you probably haven't listened to that you can go back and listen to. That is what is on my heart, just being honest. But what I also want of this episode is you to take this as an evaluation for yourself. Are you trying to do too much? Are you trying to do too much at a really high quality level? Where are areas that you can assess to step back? And that's the thing. In my heart of hearts, I would love to keep going three times a week. Like, again, this brings me so much joy and it's about being realistic. And so this can look like a a bunch of different things in your life. You might really love volunteering for your kid's PTA, but is it something that is a value and a priority right now? Is it at the top of the list? You might have to cut some things that ultimately you'd ideally like to do but you just don't have the capacity for right now. Similarly, like I said earlier in the episode, it's this idea of you don't have to do every therapy at once. You don't have to have hours upon hours. Maybe you focus on one to two things. And that's the thing. A great example of this that I love to think about, actually, I was even texting a family about this and deciding if OT was going to be added. But I've gotten this question a couple times about, a child holding a fork or a spoon and you know what needs to happen and what therapy addresses that and I'm like occupational therapy would be the way to go but then I pause and I ask the parent and usually these are in lives too right these aren't patients of mine of people asking so I don't even have the relationship with them so it's a little risky but I'm like let's take a step back here is Is that a top priority for you that your child needs to hold a spoon and fork right now? Or do you have other things that are more important, that are of a higher priority? For example, their communication and them feeling heard and them being able to advocate for themselves. To me, granted, I'm projecting my priorities, my values on you. So it's okay if you disagree with me. But to me, that's a higher priority than your child holding a spoon or a fork. Additionally, maybe your child is having a really hard time with wearing clothes right now. And and it's a sensory thing. And so that seems like a priority, right? The reality is the way the world is, your child can't go out naked into the world. And so then the solution could be staying home. But there's also so many amazing adventures for you and your children to be able to have out in the world. And so maybe it's a priority figuring out what textures are the ones that are bothering them the most, how you can find clothes that are comfortable for them and making those accommodations. And that's the thing. We have to take this step back. We have to rank things in terms of what is most important. And then the other piece of this is, are there some things that it is okay to do good enough, that it doesn't have to be your absolute best? And there's some things that is not true. You do need to do your absolute best. And for me, that that is my clinical work. I need to be my absolute best for the families that are working with me and hiring me and paying me to help them find solutions and answers. 
I have to be my best for that, right? But there's other things that I don't need to be my best for. If I don't have the perfect editing or the perfect captions for a social media video, but I'm educating on a really important topic, that is good enough. And that is a level of my perfectionism that I have been letting go of more and more, but it's being aware of it. That's the update and the challenge to you is I'm doing an evaluation and realizing, okay, I can't do everything right now, but what am I going to really focus on doing really well on? And trust me, I promise y'all, my the high quality aspect of showing up once a week here will a thousand percent still be here, right? But that's one time a week that I need to do all of these things and not three times a week that I need to do all of these things. And so sometimes it's about cutting back the amount. Sometimes it's about bringing down the expectation and the the bar you're holding yourself through. And sometimes it's saying, I got to let this go completely right now. I will say there's nothing right now that I'm letting go completely of, but I I am also getting better at delegating things to people. So the things that I don't need to be involved with. And one of these things, I'll be honest with you, I've been doing this for a while, but I recently had them come. And again, I know there's privilege in this, but is having a cleaning service come and do the deep clean. My bathtub needed scrubbed so bad. Y'all, I love baths too. It needed to be scrubbed so, so bad. And having them do it and walking up to a clean bathtub, it feels great. So when I go into the bathtub, it wasn't like absolutely disgusting, but it wasn't ideal. If I walked into someone else's house, if I'm being honest with you, and I saw their bathtub like mine was, I probably wouldn't want to submerge myself in that bathtub. But I think because it's only my germs, I'm like, okay, whatever. But little things like that. And I've been... I do have an assistant. She works for me 20 hours a week and helps me so much with a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And and if you ever email about services, for example, you might get an email from her once you initially schedule. You get to connect with me or once I have another psychologist on board. But there are things. So I've gotten better at delegating and focusing on that piece too. So That's the thing. You could choose to delegate things, but it's also okay and important to sometimes be like, I'm just not doing that right now. And that is okay too. And that is actually the conversation that I had with this parent is I said, do you, like, how important is it to do OT right now with what the priorities were and evaluating, yeah, that's more burden on you, whether they're coming to the home and you're having to create time in your day or you have to take them somewhere. Like any decision you make does have some burden to it. And keep in mind, when I say the word burden, I think this is a super important clarification. I'm not saying your child is a burden. I'm saying the task around it is what is a burden. But there is always more to something than what we're committing to. So when we say yes, we're not usually just saying yes to that thing that we visibly think we're saying yes to. We're saying yes to all the coordination aspects of it. We're also saying yes to it taking up mental capacity in our brains too. And that is really important to think about. All right, y'all. I could keep rambling. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you for being here. Thank you 
If this is your first episode, welcome. If you've been here for a few, I hope you're finding value. And if you are a loyal listener, thank you. I appreciate y'all more than you know. This show has been growing. And one of the things that means so much to me is when you share this show with other people. I guarantee that some of you are here because someone told you about this podcast. And it means a lot to me. But thank you guys for being here. I'm still here. I'm still fully in. This, in terms of values, is something I feel so passionate about. I love podcasting. It is so much fun for me. And it's okay to love something and also realize you have to take a little bit of a step back. And so don't be surprised. Definitely once a week we'll have an episode, but don't be surprised if you see some additional episodes popping up here and there. I'm just removing the commitment to y'all and to myself that I'm publishing three episodes a week, if that makes sense. But Every Wednesday, 1,000%, I will be here unless, I shouldn't say 1,000%. Sometimes life happens, but that is my intention. All right, y'all. I will see you back here soon. Before we wrap up this episode, for real this time, I want to share a couple ways you can get even more value and what your next steps could be. First, join the Evolve Facebook group. We do Q&As about the episodes and so much more. I linked that group, my personal social media pages, and any resources I mentioned in this episode in the show notes. So scroll down now and join me online. When you submit questions on any of my pages, your question could be featured on this podcast. How cool is that? I love being able to speak on topics that feel directly relevant to your life. Your questions truly make a difference in the content we create here. One last thing, do your fellow autism parents a favor. Share this episode on your social media and tag me. Autism currently affects one in 36 families in the United States and many more worldwide. So I'm sure there is a parent in your social media followers that could be served by this podcast. Thank you again for being here. And I'm so grateful we shared this time together. Bye y'all.